Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, this is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AOA. Thank you for letting us be part of your day. We always appreciate it. I am in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. Farm Progress Show getting close now, August 31st, September 1st and 2nd. Today we'll have a preview of the Farm Progress Show and crop conditions throughout Illinois. Our Farm Progress Show preview is brought to you by Syngenta. Joining me today will be Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, David Bricks, Farm Progress Show host farmer, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. We have lots to talk about concerning the Farm Progress Show and crop conditions. We've been sitting here talking about weather and uh, reports of uh, storms, possible hail, several inches of rain through Illinois, so that's on a lot of people's minds as well. Here at the show site, it has been dry. They could use some rain. Hoping for no storms, but hoping for some rain. So we'll talk about all that coming up on today's program. But we're going to start things off checking in with Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report. Jerry, thank you for joining us. A lot of focus, a lot of attention on cattle markets right now, including in Congress. So what did you take away from that hearing? Well, I took away from the hearing that the, uh, that the industry is still split about whether something should be done, what needs, what needs to be done. Uh, the cattlemen, uh, particularly, I would say, in, in places like South Dakota, say something must be done. Um, but it isn't just South Dakota. Cindy Hyde-Smith, the senator, Republican senator from Mississippi, was one of the toughest questioners uh, on this, saying that the cattlemen in her state are not benefiting from higher uh, from higher beef prices uh, what I took away is that there is enormous pressure on these Republican senators from the cattle producing states they were the most avid questioners uh, and I think they want to do something to help the cattlemen even though the rest of the industry uh, questions whether that's a good idea the, the it main issue is that that the rest of the industry doesn't want elements that have been, that have worked to reward higher quality beef they say that's very important to maintain and they worry that any pressure to to uh, sell a certain number of or certain percentage of cattle at, at, on the spot market could interfere with those agreements you know this has been a problem a concern for some time uh, I think the a big concern now is when you bring the government into it to try to address the situation, sometimes that brings with it uh, more problems of its own when the government's involved. So there are some uh, cautionary flags there that people are waving. Yes, that's true. But Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith said uh, voluntary measures aren't working. So uh, it's, you're right. It's a, that's exactly the, the conundrum. Uh, uh, but we'll have to see here. Now, one thing that I do think will happen is that when livestock, the Livestock Marketing Reporting Act is, uh, is reauthorized, uh, I think there will be some changes to that. There will be some, some, a greater variety of prices included in that reporting. Everyone seems to agree that that would be a good idea. All right, we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, what's happening on infrastructure? Are they getting any closer? 
Well, the the word this morning uh, on CNN is that there's a deal between the Democrats, the Republicans, and the White House. Now, that's a top-line deal without any legislation written. So uh, I have no idea what's included in this, but I had have to presume that it includes something on roads, bridges, ports, and the uh, and the internet. Uh, but I don't know that because nothing has uh, has been released. Uh, but the uh, senators who are involved in the negotiations are supposed to meet with President Biden to talk about it. So we'll watch for details on that. Meanwhile, this controversial minority debt relief plan, which is on hold now while it plays out in the legal system, what are you hearing on that? Well, actually, I'd have to say things have been quiet on that in the last few days. I think we've got the We've got the legal process going forward, and the Trump, or the, excuse me, the Biden administration saying they're going to defend uh, the plan, uh, and that's kind of where it stands. Uh, uh, I'm sure that minority farmers are going to say, "Oh, it's one more time when we didn't get the aid that we were supposed to get," uh, while these uh, conservative uh, uh, organizations are saying that uh, aid just along racial lines is uh, uh, is un- unconstitutional. Waters of the U.S., have you heard any more about plans for, by the administration to make changes? We're still waiting to find out what changes they're going to make. No, the only thing that I hear is that they are planning to have listening sessions around the country and that Michael Regan, the EPA administrator, uh, keeps uh, promising that he will um, uh, that he will hold these listen, listening sessions and listen and not uh, uh, take action without considering the the, uh, the farmers' views. Anything more on the rumors that the Biden administration is going to grant some kind of relief to the oil industry from the RFS? Again, that's another uh, another quiet issue uh, uh, these days. Uh, I would say that the other other two things that have happened in Washington that I think are important is that. Uh, Biden has announced he's going to uh, nominate Cindy McCain, uh, Senator John McCain's widow, to be the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization. That's a big celebrity appointment, which should bring a lot of attention to uh, both her position and to that organization. Uh, And secondly, um, the American Seed Trade Association met this week in Washington, and Jewel Brownell, the Deputy Ag Secretary, told the industry that she will go to the UN Food, World Food Summit, uh, Food Security Summit, in, System Summit uh, in New York this fall, and she will defend both science and innovation as the basis for agricultural policy. Speaking of going, will Vice President Harris be going to the border? Uh, there's a report today that she is, uh, the, I think she's supposed to go there on Friday. Uh, uh, that's uh, uh, the latest, she's, I think it's, she's supposed to go to El Paso. So the Biden administration has floated a lot of things out there, taxes, waters of the U.S., uh, RFS, but we're still waiting for a lot of details, aren't we? We certainly are. Wa- we are waiting for a lot of details, and we're waiting for action. Uh, I would say particularly on climate change at this point. Now, uh, Senator Debbie Stabenow told me yesterday that she is trying to get an agreement on her growing uh, solution, uh, Climate Solutions Act. Uh, she wants a time agreement on debate. Uh, she tried to get it passed unanimously, but that didn't work. 
Senator Mike Lee of Utah has a, uh, a an amendment that she says would gut it, and she says that amendment will fail because there are 53 senators who support the bill, and they would all vote against that amendment. All right, so a lot of things on the table. We're waiting for some action on them. We'll see what happens. All right, Jerry, good to talk with you. Thanks for the update. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Take, Bye. take care. Jer- Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report from our nation's capital. All right, back here in Decatur, Illinois, the Farm Progress Show coming up August 31st, September 1st and 2nd. And we'll have a complete preview of the plans for this year's show, how are crops looking not only here at the show site, but throughout Illinois. All that coming up, our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. For more than 135 years, the editors of Progressive Farmer have provided generations of farmers and ranchers with the information they need and trust to make informed and profitable decisions. We know you need that content delivered on multiple platforms, so it's available when you want it. That's why we created our weekly podcast, Called field posts. Join me, Sarah Mock, each week as I interview agriculture's top thought leaders, as well as farming's most diverse team of editors at the Progressive Farmer and DTN on a wide range of subject matter. From farm policy and crop production to finances, technology, and so much more, you'll have a front row seat to learn and engage in what's happening in agriculture today. You can find the podcast listed on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by visiting our website at dtnpf.com backslash field posts. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Colin Woodall, CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association with us. All right, the Department of Agriculture is unveiling three proposed rules that they say will strengthen enforcement of the Packers and Stockyards Act. Any concerns about what you're seeing and hearing on this? We do have some concerns, especially in regards to revisiting the old GYPSA rule. And all of your listeners who have had any sort of engagement with the cattle industry over the past decade will remember the big fight that that brought forward. And Just as a recap, the original GYPSA rule that was a result of the 2008 Farm Bill and ended up manifesting itself in the 2010 rule that uh, we then spent a lot of time and effort fighting, basically would put USDA in the driver's seat in determining how producers can or cannot market their cattle. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Through the years, you've really kept up with the times. You're on social media. Like, like, dislike, block. Maintained your health. 10,000 steps. I'm a beast. You even programmed your own smart home. In 10 minutes, remind me that I'm a genius. In 10 minutes, I'll remind you that you're a genius. If you can do all that, you can definitely save for retirement. Just go to aceyourretirement.org, a free online tool sponsored by AARP that can help you get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. At aceyourretirement.org, you'll meet Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach. And in just three minutes, get personalized recommendations to help boost your retirement savings. They're easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's brought to you by AARP, so you know they got your back. You 
are a genius. Take charge of your retirement. Go to aceyourretirement.org now. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. And welcome back. We are in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site. Looking ahead to the Farm Progress Show, not that far away now, August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Our guests, Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, David Bricks, Host Farmer, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Matt, I'll turn to you. Uh, Here we are approaching the end of June. Where are you in preparations for the show? Well, we're... uh... We're excited to to have everything coming together as well as it is. We're the show program is on its way to being printed. You know, we kind of we kind of close that about July fourth. So whatever we're going to do with the show, we've got to have in the show program, and 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 then after the show program gets printed, then we just go to work on physically implementing all of it. So right now it's it's buttoning up the details, making sure we have all the sponsorships listed right. Uh, you know, we have a lot of cool things that we can talk about and some that I can't talk about until that show program goes to print. You know, we've got Syngenta Square, great partnership with them to have so have a beer garden at the show site. Um, uh, Doc Dogs through Grinnell. We've got the FBI barn raising that's going on. Just a lot of cool things and buttoning up that, getting the, the volunteer groups contracted, organized, getting them ready to go now turns to the exhibitors for some reason in the last 10 days have all decided that there's a farm progress show (laughs) coming so our phones have started ringing off the hook with how do i get my passes where do i go for this what tent company should i use you know just a lot of those kind of questions and and dealing with that inbound traffic these are the behind the scene things that take place to put on a show like this so when everybody comes on those three days of the show it's all ready to go but the preparation there's a lot of details to take care of yeah if 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 it if it looks like we don't do much then we've done our job because that means we've hustled and we've got everything buttoned up and, and squared away and you know david working with uh with the the exhibitors for the field demonstrations uh, he's working hard on the tiling demonstrations um getting all that stuff organized so that it's not just chaos when everybody hits the ground it, everybody kind of has a plan for where they're going to go and what they're going to do and and structure the the build out so that everything kind of looks choreographed like it should be we'll talk more about those details as we go along here today but let's talk about crops here at the farm progress show site host farmer david bricks tells me it's been dry here the last few weeks yeah. yep. It's been dry. We uh, in the last three or four weeks, we've only had about a tenth or two of rain. So uh, that one we got there a couple of weeks ago, we thought we was going to get it, but it missed us too. So we're actually uh, praying that we get some out this weekend. But uh, you know how much we're going to get? We're we're right in that bullseye. They say of three to six. So you know three inches over four days would be would be fine because we're so dry you know it would soak up pretty fast with no wind no hail (laughs) right absolutely (laughs) you put putting in your request right now but also you're looking at uh, you got some wheat to to harvest too right yeah yeah, everything on the east side which is basically our uh our our bread and butter for the setup you know which will start next month you know so we plant it in wheat of the show year and then we get it cleaned off and then and then everybody starts moving in after that and it's just now 
ready to, you know, think about going and trying it. But ahead of a three to six inch rain, that's got us a little nervous too there. But hopefully, like I said, it'll all turn out. But even though it's been dry here, crops look good. Yeah, they do. We, you know, it, it with uh, everything that's been dealt with, you know, some of our beans are, are uh, not as impressive looking as the corn, but, you know, it had cold temperatures uh there in early may which affected it and then we you know uh there's been a lot of dicamba drift issues with it's kind of stunting it a little bit and and uh and then now the dryness so you know they got a lot of catching up to do the corn seems to be doing you know real well uh we're just you know we're just about ready to tassel you know i pulled some the other day and and it's it's there so uh you know in in the next next week or so i'm sure it'll after this rain especially hit and then get some warmth and uh, hit a growth spurt and then we'll probably be shooting some tassels let's bring in the agronomist here craig mackey nk agronomist and craig he mentioned the beans i've seen a lot of beans have kind of been slow to take off this year yeah and that's surprising because beans were planted first in a lot of the state you know beans were planted and then everybody uh went to corn so that message of getting those beans out early uh finally resonated uh, let those beans become a solar plant and let them do their thing. Uh, and then they just stunted and they just sat there. You know, they just seemed like they, you looked at them, they just looked right back at you, didn't do anything. Uh, finally, they're taken off. I know in the last, with this heat we had in the past couple of weeks, you know, all the 15-inch row beans, if you get to looking outside and across the state, they've canopied. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing less and less row space. Uh, they finally bushed out. As you get into the central band across the state here, the dry weather hasn't hasn't helped us. Uh, they're they're still slow to you know slow to canopy out and bush out. Uh, probably looking better in the south portions and the northern portions uh, where where we've had maybe a little more moisture. Uh, but uh, yeah, they'll they'll catch up and get going. You know, I, mean, I think I've heard as you move down toward that uh, south of Springfield band, maybe across the Effingham band across there. Uh, we're seeing some beans just starting to bloom. The rainfall amounts across Illinois have been all over the place, haven't they? Very, oh, very diverse. I think last month when we spoke, uh, you could have drawn a line right down the middle of the state, and we had uh, kind of a droughty issue to the, the east and a, almost an overly wet issue to the west. Uh, that's maybe broken up a little bit, uh, but uh, you know now it's more segregated north to south in terms of of where we're at but yeah like last week you know the rain was between here and right 80 so it just you know they, they got it where they needed it and their crops look very even whereas you move into this portion of the state where it's dry a lot of that early stress we had in may i mean everybody remembers how may was with the cold the you know slow to slow to grow and now you're seeing that show up with so a little unevenness in that corn, uh, as as David mentioned, a little heat, a little rain, it'll even out. Uh, some of this corn a week ago was eight leaves to tassel. So yeah, we, as we approach Fourth of July, we're going to start seeing tassels poke out on some of this earlier planted corn next week, probably. Matt, you live in western Illinois near Monmouth, and you're already getting rain and even some hail in that area. Yeah, right as I pulled into the parking lot here, I got a text from my wife with a picture with hailstones on the on the patio. So that's not what you like to hear when, when you're away, but or maybe it's better to just not be there and not have to deal with it. Um, yeah, we're, we're supposed to, we're in this band that, that David's in here in Decatur where they're talking 
three to six inches starting today and, and ending over the weekend. So that's that's going to be uh, um, that, that, that will be challenged because unlike here where David said he got a tenth or two out of this last one, um, we, we ended up with two or three inches in, in different uh, in different areas of our farm. So um, we're, we don't we don't need that kind of rain. When you pull up to the Farm Progress Show site, you're looking at it with a different eye than most of us. I mean, yeah, we look, see that, the, hey, the corn looks good, the beans are coming on, but you're looking at things like the alfalfa fields, which will become parking lots for the Farm Progress Show. Yeah, and I keep telling David over the last two times I've been here, I've never seen these parking lots on the whole look as good as they do. There have been lots that looked good, but, but you know, there are one, two, three, there are about five of them here that he takes care of and and all of them look great you know he's a he's approaching second cutting and and i've never seen it look this good and this clean and um that's that's a good start to a farm progress show because that means there's a good rip mass there that means that ground can take a beating when we start pounding cars and rvs and buses at it so uh, you know couple that with um you know covid regulations dropping and basically being in the rearview mirror and commodity prices where they are this all this all makes for a mix for a, a perfect storm of a really great farm progress show this year yeah i always think it's interesting when you look at a farm progress show site you see an alfalfa field you're seeing a parking lot <laughs> you're seeing when you see a cornfield you're seeing uh, field, field demos, demos yep. right i mean you're yep. you're looking already uh several weeks ahead yep yep and it's got a and and it's a bunch of planning that starts in the winter so that all the rows are part planted in the right direction so that you know we can we can handle crowd control and safety and and a lot of those kind of thoughts that you know like i said earlier if if it looks like we didn't do anything then everything worked perfectly because everything you know everything flowed correctly and everybody could get to what they wanted to do and um you know we're getting good heat it's gonna it's a little cool here we're not hitting 85 degrees every day but um you know we planted a little bit earlier corn uh, so I think the first time we did this in 2005, it was about June 15th and it was tasseling already. And that was a little early as David can probably, he's shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we should be able to have a, a good crop for field demonstrations this year. So David, do you look at it as, as a farmer looks at it or is, uh, thinking about the show? Well, <clears throat> unfortunately I, uh, I seem to look, you know, I looked at it more as a show than I do as a farmer side on this part here. So, because you've been doing this a while, yeah, so yeah, we we really want it to, you know, be a good show. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more about the upcoming farm progress show, some of the plans, and talk more about crop conditions throughout Illinois. It's our farm progress show preview, brought to you by Syngenta. We're in Decatur, Illinois. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. DTN and Progressive Farmer bring producers the best content in agriculture. Each day our editors post unique content to our website, bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day business decisions. DTN and Progressive Farmer provide insights throughout the year to questions like, what is the outlook for corn yields in 2021? Will feed prices surge? What about land prices? And what's today's weather forecast for my farm? For more intelligence like this, visit DTNPF.com. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. 
we'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. You're listening to AOA. I'm Kirsten Rawl. Heavy rain and a wet weather forecast across much of the Corn Belt has dominated traders' attention this week. The I-States, Missouri, Wisconsin, Michigan, and others have multiple inches of widespread rain in their forecasts over the next week. Beginning today, this opportunity for rains has put pressure on the corn and bean markets. On the Board of Trade September corn, trading 17.5 cent lower at 5.33.5 cent. The December contract down 17 at 5.18.5 cent. For soybeans, the August contract down 33 and three quarters at 13.12 and a half cent. November down 31 and a half cent at 12.68 and three quarters. For wheat, Chicago wheat September down 17 and a half cent at 6.46 and a quarter. Kansas City wheat September down 11 at 6.09 and three quarters. Minneapolis spring wheat September down six and a half cent at 7.95 and three quarters. The July contract down six and three quarters at 7.98. The livestock complex is struggling as it attempts to find stability. Falling grain prices have not been able to provide solid support to the market. Traders will be looking to the hogs and pigs report Thursday and the cattle on feed report on Friday for some direction. In cash cattle country, asking prices are around $124 plus in the south and $202 plus in the north. Beef cutouts are expected to be lower with light to moderate box movement. For live cattle on the Board of Trade, the August contract down 97 at 121.90. The October contract down 80 at 127.32. For feeders, August up 75 at 156.45. September up 52 cents at 158.55. For lean hogs, the August contract down $3.80 at 96.92. The October contract down 270 at 81.15. In the outside markets, the Dow is up 270 points. The Nasdaq composite up 121, the S&P 500 up 26. You're listening to AOA. I'm Kirsten Rawl. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. We're in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site. The Farm Progress Show coming up August 31st, September 1st and 2nd. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. We're talking with Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, David Bricks, Host Farmer, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. All right. 
Matt, good news. Uh, COVID restrictions being lifted, and uh, that's we're putting we're getting past that more and more. Not completely, but more and more. But there are some aspects from COVID and the pandemic that you're still dealing with, that we're all dealing with when we're looking to to go purchase something and things are, are in short supply and we're waiting. That impacts some aspects of putting together a show, doesn't it? Yeah, and and you know the 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 thing that we're seeing is that everybody's ready to go back. Everybody wants to go back. Everybody wants everything to be normal, but you kind of have to check and make sure. Okay, do I have everything I need to do that? And and so that in in off air we were talking about hotels and restaurants and those kind of things and you know it's it's things that you wouldn't necessarily think of like can i get a rental car i can fly to the show i can fly to springfield or i can fly to bloomington or decatur but can i get a rental car um, hotel rooms it looks like the hotels are not going to be a problem but but restaurants are a concern rental cars are a concern so i guess we're just kind of trying to make sure people are thinking about it you know this is going to be a really busy place in august and the rental cars are going to run out and the hotels are going to run out and the restaurants might be hard to hard to find a place to sit so you know make your plans early uh, but you know in terms of the once you get into the show everything everything we're going to be offering is going to be pretty much like they've come to expect in terms of food and, and visitor services, those kind of things. What about your exhibitors? Uh, there, there are a lot of things they need to put their exhibits together. Will they be able to get those? Yeah, that's that's a concern. You know, the, when the Farm Progress Show comes to town, it's a big run on Lowe's and Menards and a lot of lumber and a lot of, you know, zip ties and wiring and just generally a lot of things to pull a show together. And so, you know, we're kind of trying to remind them to get that stuff squared away because you can't necessarily count on it where everywhere and anywhere like you have in the past. So I'm sure that we will find some bumps in the road and, and, and we will figure out how to work through those as we go. But um, that's part of the, part of the challenge, part, part of the fun of doing this. And part of the necessity uh, importance of planning ahead and yep. trying to get ahead of some of those things. All right. I want to talk crop conditions again with Craig Mackey and Craig, as you look throughout Illinois, uh, we talked about some of the moisture issues and how, how the corn looks and how the beans look and beans are starting to finally come on. Uh, what are you seeing uh, with with weed pressures uh, so far? Well, <clears throat> that's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, you know, some of the, the, the fields that were sprayed, a lot of the beans are just now getting sprayed. Uh, one of the good things I've seen and, and heard a lot of is that because of some of the areas that did have rain, uh, the weed, the post weed control they laid down, the residual got enough rain to activate, and those fields look really good. Uh, with the warm weather, some of those post trips got a good burn on those weeds, getting good kills. I really haven't heard a ton of issues with weed ish, you know, weed problems. Now there's some localized, but a lot of that comes back to, you know, maybe maybe it's a pre that didn't get put down or or something happening there. But uh, as as a whole, I it looks like we're in pretty good shape right now. Now, of course, you never know on weed control until that great August time frame when all the weeds pop back up and we'll see what uh, water hemp and uh, decides to do. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with what I'm seeing right now and hearing from the retail industry. Uh, I haven't heard anybody hit the panic button yet. Right here, David, on the show site. No, everything looks really good. We, you know, in fact, it's, it's weed control actually has been pretty phenomenal this year really for us i mean it's been you know we didn't have the winter annual so we didn't have that to deal with at all it, it was just non-existent and it's just continued through the spring insect pressures yet well no not that other than uh you get in the far southern part of the state 
and there's still some some late beans getting put in in that uh, Ohio River Valley, uh, and and you know s some insects that really maybe aren't insects, slugs. You know they're a mollusk. Uh, get some areas down there where the high clays, the moist, it's been a little moist and, and uh, causing some issues. But as a whole, haven't haven't heard anything, haven't seen anything tick up. You know even the black cutworm was very very limited this year, uh, localized to small spots in the state, and it disappeared. So, uh, knock on wood, we've, we're, we're, you know, should be in good shape. From a disease standpoint, hey, it's that's already been determined. Uh, a lot of this stuff that happened in May, you know, any sudden death issues that pop up later on, well, that was because of what went on the last 45 days. Have you been, as you've been out talking with farmers, looking at fields, has anything caught you by surprise or anything unusual well um not particularly you know the amount of growth we had from the heat and the elongation between nodes on a lot of the corn uh really surprised me how quickly that you know got up and it's like man how tall is this corn going to get <laughs> this year uh we're, we're we're coming into a very uh critical stage and that's where this rain could be nice for a lot of these areas is as we approach this uh, V10 to V12, you know, to tassel, you know, we're going to be determining how long these ears are going to be. And, and uh, you know, we want to kind of keep the stress away from these crops because we'd like nice big ears. You know, we need that, that yield. Uh, the girth has already been determined. That's done. So now it's just how long can we make these ears and the timing of these rains and the, and the weather. And then as we come into silk and tassel, what kind of weather are we going to get? You know, there's always that one week in July where it's 100 degrees, hot and dry, and whatever soaks out then is it, it suffers. Last weekend, I I'm, I live about a little over an hour west of here. We had some wind. Yes. And there was some corn in around the area that was actually uh, snapped off. Other. A lot of other corn was leaning pretty good, and, and kind of wondering is that going to straighten back up? What have you seen with that? Well, the green snap is is you know if it hit it at the right time and it snapped off, uh, you just it just thinned out those those fields. They aren't going to recover depending on where it snapped. If it snapped above the ear, you'll still produce an ear. Uh, it, even if it snapped off right below that that first ear node, that second ear node will go ahead and produce a smaller ear. But a lot of times it'll produce. Uh, the, the kicker on those fields is is where it snapped off. Now you lost lost all that leaf matter above the ear, and that that's going to suffer that plant uh, to be able to produce much. The uh, the leaning corn, you know, and we get those root lodging issues. That corn will straighten back up typically in a few days. Uh, it it's uh, it, you get that goosenecking. Now it'll a lot of times you only get a two to three percent, maybe five percent reduction in yield probably not noticeable where you're going to notice it is when it comes time to harvest you know when that combine tries to get in there and you have a lot of bent corn that's you know now you have rows that are almost closed uh, everybody's experienced that at one time or another very difficult to harvest those fields and that's the big challenge it's not so much a yield challenge as it is the harvest challenge so you missed that yeah. when the storms didn't come through here yeah i guess that's one way to look at it no rain but no wind either so now you get out, you know, there, there was areas pretty close to here, you, you know, four or five miles away. They did have a lot of wind damage. We was just, you know, we was just fortunate right here. Mm -hmm. Matt Youngman, as we look ahead to this year's show, um, we talked about the pandemic uh, impact on it. But as far as when people get on the show site, the things should be like they've 
seen in the past should be back to normal yeah that's that's the plan um you know we're designing some extra spaces here and there around the show site um we want to be sensitive to those that do want to try to keep keep their distance and you know i think everybody's going to be welcome to wear a mask if they want to we're going to have extra hand sanitizer around we're going to run extra sanitation on you know high touch areas food stands info booths restrooms those kind of things so so we've got some protocols built in so it's not like covid is just gone we're 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 doing extra things and and creating a little bit of extra space here and there for people um but you know in terms of any mandates or anything like that you're not going to see any mandates from us and and i won't be surprised if you don't see some exhibitors make some adjustments to their to their layouts because not because of something we're asking them to do more likely something that that corporate is asking or you know some kind of company mandate that you know well there may not be any Illinois rules or making county rules, but corporately, here's here's our rules, and this is what, how we're going to approach it, and 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 we're certainly not going to stop anybody from from doing that, um, you know. But I really think by the time you get done walking around the Farm Progress Show for a full day, it's it's gonna it's gonna feel like a regular Farm Progress Show, and 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 that's what we're really excited about is is that everything's kind of back to normal and everything is shaping up really good. We've got um, great product introductions. You know, the, the, the cool thing about the product introductions that happen between now and Tuesday morning of the Farm Progress Show, there's a lot of them coming, but there have been a lot of them since Farm Progress Show 2019, the last time that you were here to see anything new. So, you know, all these lots are going to be full of new products and technologies and, 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 and things to see. So um, everything's shaping up the crop i, I probably this is a farm progress show preview and i want to thank syngenta but i should just a quick note on husker harvest days i've gotten some emails and texts asking about the storm that went through grand island last night i talked to jason libby this morning he was actually out changing a flat tire on a pivot and was a little bit annoyed that i called to bother <laughs> him but that corn is just fine and they didn't get any hail so everything is good here and it's good there so you kind of hold your breath between now and showtime, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I just like a farmer, I, I don't need any high winds or hail or gooseneck corn. I don't want those combines and the demos to have to go through gooseneck corn either. Anything uh, different coming as far as uh, what people will see as far as demonstrations or anything like that? The big thing that's going to be new is is autonomy. I mean, Raven with their Omni system, which used to be two things, used to be SmartCart and Dot. Now they've rolled that under the Omni flag, and, and that company was just bought by CNA. So a lot of changes coming, and the demos are going to be full of autonomous machines. We'll talk more of that, that when we come back. It's our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. We're at the Farm Progress Show site in Decatur, Illinois. Stay with us. More coming up about the show itself and more about crop conditions throughout Illinois. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, 
the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Step right up and gaze upon this miraculous substance I hold in the palm of my hands. This little miracle can feed us, clothe us, give us clean, fresh water, and provide wildlife habitat for nature's critters. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the greatest soil Learn more about soil health principles that can turn your soil into a star performer. Contact your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today to find out how. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. Adams on Agriculture. Conversations with policymakers, the movers and shakers in the ag industry, the pros and cons of issues important to you. Cutting through the spin to get to the heart of a topic and giving you the information you need to know. Every weekday, Mike Adams brings you guests important to the ag industry. It's quite simply information farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Waters of the U.S. back in the news. Let's talk it over with Chuck Connor, president of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. It took four years to get that controversial 2015 Obama rule changed. Now this administration proposing to change it again. What are your thoughts? We just can't believe after arduous four-year effort to fix this controversial rule, thought we were done with it, and now we learn we're not. It looks like the Biden administration is wanting to go back to something in the 2015 uh, rule range. And when I traveled the countryside during that period, there was nothing more opposed by farmers and landowners out there than that original 2015 rule. Unfortunately, it looks like there is an effort to go back and use that as a basis again. And I think agriculture will rise up once again in strong opposition to this. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. 
This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. And back here in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site, our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. We're talking with Matt Youngman, Farm Progress Events Manager, David Bricks, Farm Progress Host Farmer, and Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. And Craig, we were talking before the break about how the exhibits uh, will be more like we're used to, back to normal, but there will be some adjustments, and you were talking about uh, where we might have, we're used to things being virtual last year, but this would be kind of more in-person virtual, kind of a blend of the two, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to see that uh, not just from us. I mean, as excited as we are, Syngenta, to get back to the Farm Progress Show, and we want to see our customers, we want to see people come in and see our products and our traits and technology that we want to showcase. Uh, I think the the last year has has taught us that also that uh, there's going to be a a smidgen of caution be thrown out there that uh, you want to interact a lot of the technology that's come about in the last year with some of this virtual reality to where someone can come in and they have that choice do you know do you want to interact with somebody direct or do I just want to go over and maybe scan a QR code and do a little more of a virtual reality type interaction uh, in that tent uh, or in that display area and I think you know, I think you're going to see that across the, the gamut of everybody that comes in, probably a mix of, of what goes on. And as, like I said, as excited as we are to get back to it, I know a lot of the farmers I've spoke to, you know, it kind of light bulb goes off that, oh, it is Farm Progress Show. And they start, you can see the excitement that people want to come. And I hope that carries. And But I still think in the back of their heads, there's still a little bit of this COVID mindset that, that does sort of drag along with you. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. And, and whether you're talking about, you know, QR codes on exhibits that you walk up to so that, like like I said earlier, people can, can if they want to maintain separation, I think you're going to see exhibitors respond to that and be able to give them the answers and solutions that they're looking for at the show if they want to keep their distance, you know, and, 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 and have a little separation from your neighbor. And, and as Craig was talking, it made me think that, you know, in addition to um, that separation that we're going to get, we're going to be capturing a lot of this and and archiving it. What we learned about a virtual show is that farmers really don't want to go to a virtual trade show, but they do kind of want to learn the information. And so we're going to be capturing this and, and taking the Farm Progress Show and Husker Harvest Days and making them live a little longer through the year so that you can kind of, you can, you can go back and check on what you experienced in person and have a resource available through the year. That's that's kind of how they want to use the internet as, as a resource, not as a three-day trade show online. But as you pointed out earlier, Matt, a lot of this will be decided 
exhibitor to exhibitor, company to company. It it's not some mandate that the state's putting on them or you at, at Farm Progress putting on them. That that'll be what they decide they want to do it from a company perspective. That that's exactly right, and and we're gonna we're gonna make sure that that whatever we can do to accommodate that we're going to make every effort you talked about a qr code well that what that makes me think is i've got to have extra bandwidth on cell phone data and we all know that wednesday at the farm those of us in the room know that wednesday at noon at the farm progress show getting cell phone calls or cell data is pretty tough so we need to ramp that up so that 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 connectivity works you know we we want that to work if that's the way that the folks want to do an exhibit all right uh, as we wrap things up craig uh, what are you watching here as we we're coming to the end of June, going into July from a crop standpoint. Well, we're, we're, we're really focused on that pre-tassel time frame. What, what are we going to get for uh, weather conditions as, as these plants develop? Uh, what are we looking ahead for the early onsets of some disease pressure in corn? Uh, you know, we get closer to this tasseling time. You always start worrying about some of those early leaf tissue diseases that start setting in and, you know, what fungicide applications are going to be going on. Uh, and then in beans, same way, you know, anymore with soybeans, uh, a lot of our growers uh, across the state have started to jump in with a fungicide, insecticide, and a good foliar feed just because it makes more beans. And, and they've started to do that. Not that there's a huge disease issue. It's just, it makes sense. It protects that crop. But, uh, that's what we're watching for. We're going to be looking at a lot of roots over the next month. What kind of root masses uh, with a lack of rains or where we did get rains? Are we getting good deep roots? Uh, what kind of uh, rootworm feeding did we actually have in those areas that got wind lodged? You know, there's some things to troubleshoot in those fields. You know, why did they uh, root lodge? Were we getting some root feeding? Was it just that uh, some, some soft, wet soils that just the roots couldn't grab hold. You know, what was some of those issues? And to help those farmers sort of troubleshoot and correct mm -hmm. that for next year, let's help them avoid those situations uh, by planning ahead with the, putting out the right products in those fields for placement. So that's what a lot of the we're doing right now is a lot of crop evaluation. Uh, you know, we recommend a product. Did we, did we do the right job? I mean, this is the proof in the pudding. Did we do the right thing? Did we tell them the right thing? And did we read that that product right so we want to do the best for our retailers that we support and, and for the farmers they support you know that's why I tell a lot of retailers is like my goal is to help prevent that phone call for you that is from a grower that just is an mm -hmm. ugly call yeah I don't like those and I know they don't right. so let's help them through these situations to avoid that stuff and David Bricks you're watching the weather forecast pretty closely right yeah hopefully we do get some rain this weekend uh, that'll uh, you know turn a corner around a lot here so and just as long as it's not too much and then and then we continue on you know with with the planning and and uh, taking off the hay crops and getting ready for to start seeing a, a lot more commotion in another month but all in all even though you've been dry here the last few weeks things do look pretty good yes yes they do and and you know you know like we said we was just talking about the, the root mass you know with us being dry that's one advantage hopefully we do have you know, here so that if we do have any later season issues, uh, we're better suited for that. Mm -hmm. Matt Youngman, August 31st to be here before we know it. It will, in fact. we uh, Everything's kind of coming into place. Uh, I've actually got some maps for David and I to scribble on so we can get the show program kind of put to bed with the right maps to give people the right direction when they get here. And, uh, you know, appreciate Syngenta, appreciate 
Craig, David, you for spending this time and hope everybody marks their calendars. Very good. August 31st, September 1st and 2nd, Farm Progress Show here in Decatur, Illinois. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. I'll be broadcasting from the Syngenta tent, both at the Farm Progress Show and during Husker Harvest Days in Grand Island, Nebraska in September. That wraps it up for today. Thanks for joining us here on AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world.